Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast, where coaches who are not quite ready to hire a team can learn sufficient skills in tech, marketing, and systems to bring their business forward and become profitable enough to make their first hire. Let's get started with your host, Alverne Ballard. Hello and you're very welcome to today's episode. My name is Alverne. And today we are going to be looking at sales page versus landing page. The difference may surprise you. (laughs) Let's get into it. So Sheila turned things over in her mind. Sales page versus landing page. Which one did she need for her upcoming course launch? You see, for many years, Sheila taught art programs at her local university. Now she wants the flexibility of working her own hours from home. In order to do this, she needs to find a way to generate an income teaching art online. She discovered that she can develop a course by teaching artists how to improve their skills. The problem is that Sheila has little to no knowledge when it comes to launching and selling programs online. Let me know if you can relate to these challenges. You're really good at what you do, but self-promotion makes you cringe. When it comes to technology, you would prefer to outsource this particular task. You are not familiar with all the marketing lingo, which is a huge obstacle. Although you have a sizable marketing budget, you wouldn't know what to spend it on. If only there was a way to get a better understanding of the basics of what's required to set up, market, and launch a program. In this episode, you'll learn the main differences between the sales page and landing page. You'll also get access to other resources to help you launch your signature offer. Okay, so before we give we get into a better understanding of the sales page versus landing page in question, let's first look at the latest statistics when it comes to landing pages. This is important because you need a profitable landing page in order to launch your offer. If you already have a website, then you'll be happy to hear that 77% of landing pages are home pages. This is according to the folks at Client Boost. In other words, you probably already have a landing page without knowing it. The average conversion rate of landing pages is 9.7%, which means that every uh, out of every 100 people that visit your landing page, only 9 people take action. Very often, this is a very scary statistic and reality for most course creators. Here are some other useful statistics about landing pages. At least 58% of them have clickable graphics, for example, buttons. of landing pages contain more than one offer. You can increase leads by 55% by having 15 landing pages. So in other words, you have different variations of the landing pages and located in different places. 37% of top landing pages include testimonials. 58% of, of landing pages are optimized for mobile devices. Super important. You can increase conversions by 86% if you include a video on your landing page. Long landing pages generate 220% more leads um, than uh, landing, landing pages that are shorter. And there is a reason for this, which I will explain later on. Now that you have a few tips in terms of statistics on how to develop a more profitable landing page, let's look at exactly what a landing page is. So a landing page is a web page designed to achieve a specific objective or goal for a business or entrepreneur. In many cases, a landing page is used to encourage website visitors to give their information in exchange for a digital item. 
It's also a great way to build brand awareness. Landing pages are also normally part of a funnel, which is part of a larger marketing campaign. In fact, landing pages are located at the top of the funnel or the very first part of the funnel. Well, if it is you're running ads, ads are probably running uh, coming before the landing pages, but after the ad, it's the landing page. Um, these pages can be created in various lengths, depending on the goal that they are trying to achieve for your business. Normally, landing pages are quick and easy to create because they don't require a lot of copy. This is because the visitor is not required to make a very high level of commitment on a landing page. Landing pages are great for capturing leads from Facebook ads or as a link to the call to action from a social media post. So in other words, you might write a social media post and you might say in the end, uh, if you want to know more information, click this link to learn more. That is normally a link to a landing page. So now let's look at types of landing pages. As you can imagine, landing pages are useful for many different lead generation campaigns. By the way, a marketing campaign is basically a timed project where you're promoting a specific event or offer. So if you have an offer for whatever it is, um, it's normally a time, normally goes for a specific time, or you might have it open forever, um, depending on, you know, what kind of landing page it is. For example, you may have um, noticed retailers advertising special offer during each season or holiday of the year. These include New Year's Day, Valentine's Day, Easter, 4th of July, summer, back to school, Labor Day, autumn, and even Christmas. The marketing strategy used to promote the offers dictates the type of landing page needed for the campaign. So you have the promotion and then you have the strategy behind the promotion. I know this might all sound complicated, <laughs> but trust me, over time you'll get it. And there's no other way to explain it. Like um, a strategy is a strategy. No matter what we, I mean, there's no other way, like what course of action you're going to take to promote this particular offer. Here's a list, anyway, of, se of uh, seven different types of landing pages. We've got a squeeze page, a, sque a squeeze page for lead magnet, webinar registration page, lead generation page, waitlist page, free trial page, click through landing page, demo page. The type of landing page needed depends on the objective of the page itself. Um, by the way, if you would like access to the show notes, head over to Success Unscrambled dot com forward slash ep243 to get access to the show notes so a lead generation page this is one of the pages i mentioned is usually used to build an email list of prospective customers you might know for example your customer if you especially if you like um uh, this particular lady here and you teach art for example or maybe you teach ballet or maybe you dance routine or something like that then you you might have um, a landing page um, inviting people to download a checklist of the top ten things they need to to um, consider before starting their next art project. That's a, a a good way to build or to have a lead generation page. A squeeze page on your hand, other hand, is a shorter form of a landing page designed to achieve a single objective, like clicking a button. So you'll have maybe a video on the squeeze page. Um, introducing them to something, and they say, if it is you would like to know more, um, click this button, click that button, or um, put in your, your email address and click the button, or something that I face. So it's, that's why it's called a squeeze page. It's a really, um, I suppose, tiny page between um, 
premium ad, an ad on Facebook ad, for example, and then whatever it is behind the page on the other side, the actual offer to, you know, get whatever a freebie or something like that. Depending on the price of your offer, you may want to consider a webinar as a main hype of or promotion event. So webinar normally is good for if your offer is $500 or more. You can get people to sign up for the webinar using a webinar registration page. And a webinar obviously is used to um, give people more information about the offer before they buy. Waitlist pages are great for at the end of the promotion. So maybe you have, you've run a launch and at the end of the launch, you've, you close the cart, nobody can buy anymore. Then you have something called a waitlist page, which is great at the end of the promotion or event allowing potential clients who missed out on the launch to express the interest in the next time you launch. Um, if you want a little bit more detail about different landing pages, I've left a link again in the show notes. You can check out the resource. I've written an entire resource all about landing pages only and where you can get them, um, different platforms available, software available, price ranges, the whole lot. The link is in the show notes. Now, you get to choose a landing page example that works best for you using all the software that's available. Now we're going to look at the anatomy of a landing page. For the purposes of this resource, I'm going to outline the anatomy of a good landing page that's a maximum of two pages long. In order to do that, let's look at a list of elements required for a high converting landing page. You need a headline, a subheadline, a value proposition, social proof, pain points, a main goal, a call to action button, testimonials or case studies, privacy policy, a link to a privacy policy, and a single offer, okay? To see all of this in action, let's look at the screenshots I've included in the show notes of the landing page that includes all of these elements. So the first screenshot I have um, a, an actual bit that has the main goal, the subheadline, the call to action button, the headline, and the single offer. You really need to head over to the show notes, successonscrambled.com forward slash EP243 to get access to these images showing you all the different elements of the um, landing page. The next screenshot, I've got a pain point, so you can see them. Next one, I've got the value proposition. Next one, I've got the social proof. And then the next one, I've got the testimonials. And then finally, the privacy policy. As you would see when you get access to the show notes, you will see that um, there are very many moving parts of the landing page. The one item that brings a level of fear and uncertainty for course creators who are launching for the very first time is the absence of testimonials. You might be saying, that's well and good, Alvern. Case studies and testimonials, I don't have any of those. But the truth is, another, as um, another aspect that uh, most people believe that they don't have is, again, is social, no social proof. You know, these can easily be accomplished by using testimonials from colleagues, associated business partners. Essentially, a testimonials offer a proof that you can be trusted. If one person can trust you, then the others will be able to trust you as well. So you don't, if you tell me, because I know recently I have a client launch and she, this is the very first time she's doing a beta launch for students. She achieved 150% of her target and she had no testimonials at all, but she did have social proof in the form of people talking about um, like she worked with clients before. So she's launching as a, uh, an offer for students and she worked with clients before and she has testimonials of what the clients thought of her um, work and the value that they brought to, her, to, to their business. So don't ever think that you need, if you're starting out of the gate, that you need to have a testimonial from one student. You can get um, any kind of uh, sort of testimonial from anybody else who you worked with in the past. 
Okay, three reasons why you need a landing page. If you're still on the fence, wondering if you need a landing page for your business, consider the points that I've listed below. Sales or income is the lifeblood of any business. And in order to generate revenue, landing pages can be used to automate part of that particular process. Here are three reasons why you need a landing page. Number one, to grow your email list. When I first got started in the world of online marketing, I often heard the phrase, the money is in the list or the money is in the email list. Research has shown that you should be making $1 for every person that is on your email list. So if you have a list of 1,000 people, then you should ideally be making $1,000 a month from that list. The reason that growing an email list is important is that in case social media shuts down, Google releases a new update that sends your site crashing in terms of traffic, or if paid marketing goes away, the one thing you'll always have is, or always own is, your email list. It's just a great way to generate leads for your business. Number two, you can use a, um, a landing page to determine interest in a product or service. One popular type of landing page is, like I mentioned before, a webinar registration page. Can you imagine what life would be like without a webinar registration page? You decide to host an information session about your new product or service and tell everyone to show up on your Facebook page on a specific date because you don't have a landing page. However, you have no idea who's interested because you didn't ask them to register for their interest. Also, you have no way of reminding them of the event. I know this might sound bizarre, but it helps you to realize the importance of having a landing page to you know, determine the interest in your product or service. It's so important. Number three, the third way to, to figure out why you need a landing page is to test pain points. One thing that every business owner wants access to is the thoughts and desires of their potential leads. So in other words, if you can go be a fly in the wall figuring out what do, you, what do your potential customers want? What is their deepest desires? You would love to know that. Marketers know that the key to attracting more potential buyers is matching their messaging to the buyer's language. This is one of the reasons why conducting surveys or hosting focus groups is so important to understand what potential customers really want. When the messaging is spot on and conversion rates skyrocket between 30% to 80% because your potential customer feels like if they've been heard. By now, you should have a more solid understanding of a landing page. So let's look at the sales page. So what is a sales page? A sales page is a web page that is designed to sell a product or service. It would normally contain detailed information about a product or service as well as testimonials. There's also the buy now button, add a card button on the sales page, encouraging the visitor to make a commitment. Typically, a sales page will also lead to an order form or shopping card where the user is asked to enter their payment details. Effective sales pages tend to be quite long, ranging from two pages to 50 pages in length. One key aspect to realize is that a sales page should cater to the, buy, the, the five buyer types in order to get a high conversion rate. Now, this is, a, this is if you don't listen to anything else that I've said, this one thing I'm going to tell you now is the crux of the matter when it comes to a sales page. There are five buyer types. Let's look at them briefly. You have the analytical person who's motivated by logic and information. The person who has a need, they just need to buy it now. Maybe they have, they're in pain, whatever it is. They have immediate problem and they need it solved now. You've got the bargain hunter who loves 
um, loves it when if they they're actually getting a good deal. So they might not have a need, but they look at this thing and thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to need that in the future. I'm going to buy this now. I don't have a need right now, but I need to buy because this is such a steal of a deal. Then you've got the driver who's motivated by power and respect. So if they know by buying your product or service, it will actually give them power over something else or, or the respect that they deserve in society, then they're going to buy it. And then you've got the expressive person who is motivated by recognition and approval. So they know if they buy, their wife or husband will, will, will approve of them or um, they will get recognition in the office space or in their inner circle of peers, etc. just by buying this. For example, if you buy a Lamborghini, guess what? <laughs> You, you get recognition or a Porsche or whatever, Mercedes-Benz, whatever it is, suddenly you get recognized. People turn their heads to look at you. And that's the reason why people would buy those. One of the reasons why people would buy something like that. Or maybe it's a, a Louis Vuitton bag or, you know, whatever it is, you get recognition. Or it could be power. It shows that you have power. If you are the, the king of England, the queen of England, you get a crowned Miss Universe, Mr. Universe. Um, the strongest man in the world, the fastest person in the world, recognition, power. Think of that. And that is, if you don't include those in your landing page catered for those five buying styles, then you might as well hang up your boots and forget about the sales page altogether. So as you can hear, there's a mortar sales page and just throwing things together and putting it on a page. This is the reason why copywriters charge lots of money to write a sales page. Just bear that in mind. Okay. Now, let's look at the types of sales pages. If you conduct a cursory search online, you'll see that there are many opinions when it comes to sales page types. For the purposes of this particular podcast episode, we will look at six different types of sales pages. And these include the short form, the long form, the video sales letter, or famously known as the VSL, the application, the upsell, and the downsell. Let's look at each one briefly. The short form sales letter or sales page um, is, as the name suggests, a short sales page with a maximum of two pages in length. It is great to use when your audience or buyer already knows you and has purchased from you in the past. So say, for example, you have um, existing list of customers. You've just finished a coaching program. At the end of the coaching program, we give people the option to um, come to a retreat, for example. And that, that retreat is obviously more expensive than what they bought before, but it actually gives them more value. You wouldn't go through a whole long process of creating a big, long funnel. No, you literally have a very short um, form sales page. Buy now if you want it. If you don't want it, that's fine. And that is, that is the, the, the objective of a really short form sales page. There are other reasons, other, um, other scenarios, but that particular one is the one that comes to my mind straight away. Then you've got the long-form sales page. This one, oh my goodness, this is the monster of them all. The long-form sales page can go on forever and ever and ever. I personally don't like reading through them. Oh my goodness, I hate a long-form sales page because ah, it's too long. Anyway, they serve a specific purpose, which is catering to the five buyer types. I am the quick, I am the one who makes decisions quickly, so I don't need to... Well, it depends on what spots for sale. I don't need to spend time, you know, looking through the logistics and the... Thing and thing, except for certain things. If your sales page is catering to um, uh, um, all of the different buyer types, then you need to have a very long sales page to incorporate all the different elements to cater for the analytical thinker, for the expressive, for the driver, for the, the person who likes a good deal, and then for the person who has an immediate need. Like me, if I have an immediate need, 
I'm buying straight away. I don't need to read the whole sales page. I just go, where's the buy now button? If the price is right, is the price is the money in my bank account? I'm done. <laughs> then you've got the video sales letter. The video sales letter is very similar to the long form sales page, except that there's a video format, which which is basically everything on the sales page in, in a video format that appeals to the more like the five senses. So, um, and it especially appeals to people who are visual. Like, for example, I'm visual. Give me a video. If it is, I have a little dull, give me a video and I'll watch a video and I'll probably get convinced more. There are some people who absolutely hate videos or so the video is not going to do anything for them. Again, you're catering for a different kind of a buyer, a buyer who is, you know, has a need or doesn't have a need or looking for a deal or they need to see a video of the person who is behind the actual product or service. In many cases, it is used in conjunction with a long-form page. So you have the video sales letter at the top and then you have the rest of the copy done 50 pages long, you can, for people who want to read, and for those of us like me, who just would look at it probably the first, how many of a minute, two minutes of the video, and then I'll buy, then that is what it's for. Number four, we've got the application sales letter or application sales page. So the application sales page is used when a business is selling a high ticket product or service. For example, $5,000. Imagine taking your credit card and paying $5,000 for something. Would you do it straight away? No. <laughs> Normally, Normally, you prefer to talk to the person before pick, ripping out the credit card to pay for that. That is why it requires an application sales page. And what makes it unique is the fact that all of the elements are similar to a regular long-form sales page or video sales, um, sales letter, except there isn't a buy now button. The button on it will be apply, apply now um, to bo or book a call or something like that. That's the button that will be on that page. Next up, you've got the number five, you've got the upsell sales page. As sales page is when the buyer already purchased something just a few seconds ago, and then they're presented with another offer, encouraging them to buy something else straight away. So the upsell only makes sense if it complements the initial offer. So for example, if your client has purchased a 52-week email newsletter package, then the upsell would, would be a done-for-you version. Okay, if you don't want to do it yourself, you, one of my, someone on my team will do it for you for a ridiculously low price, like $197. Someone will actually write out all the other emails for you um, that is based on your brand and your offer and everything. Like, man, you would just click that buy no button so fast because it saves you time and money and headache and, you know, all of that stress. Or maybe a one-hour coaching call to help you craft the 52-week the, the emails um, better. Or maybe a VIP done in a day one. So if it is you want we if it is you want someone else to write those 52 emails for you, here's a VIP done in a day option, 997. Someone else will do it for you. You don't have to worry about it. Hands off. Boom, done. It's bought. Number six, we've got the dung sell sales page. So dung sell sales page comes in handy when someone decides not to buy the upsell, but you still want to give them something useful. There's something useful could be maybe a sales email template. So you've got a newsletter that they just bought and maybe you're giving them um, sales email template package where um, they can use it for their launch, for example, or maybe a mini training on how to um, how to write uh, affiliate uh, marketing offers in those email sales newsletters. So you see how, this, how handy this is. The most important thing about the upsell and downsell is that it helps add value to 
well, even add more revenue in your pocket to make your offers more profitable because people buy one and then they buy two. Once you've already done the credit card and you click the, on the upsell or downsell button, you just click buy now. It's really easy because the credit card is already in the system. They don't have to pull it out and type it all in again. Super easy, done and dusted. Now, let's look at three reasons why you need a sales page. So at this point, it's important to understand the reasons why you would consider getting a sales page at this stage. Let's first address the elephant in the room. Super important. Does your business model align with the need for a sales page? For example, if you are a plumber or electrician, you don't need or you don't sell any kind of products or services like actual, you know, things that you can buy on your website, then you don't need a sales page. This is because your services are paid after the implementation or during the implementation process. Like people tend not to buy, um, for example, a jacuzzi online. That never really happens because sometimes you have to measure things and, you know, all of that sort of fun stuff. So electricians, plumbers, you know, all of those people can also ask for an upfront booking fee to secure an appointment so they can de deter tire kickers. So that's different. That's not a sales page. That's just a booking fee. If you're selling a course, products, or fixed fee service like a VIP day, then it would make sense to have a sales page. Here are two reasons why you need a sales page. To sell a product or service. A sales page can be your 24-7 selling machine enabling you to make sales while you sleep. At number two, we've got the build and all like and trust factor. So a sales page is great to allow potential customers to get to know you more before making that important decision. It's like a relationship builder as, as it always, as, as it allows you to tell your story and explain the value proposition. So imagine someone comes to you, messages you in a DM and says, yeah, I'm interested, but I have questions. And you tell them one thing and then you send them the link to buy. And on that particular page, then if they have any sort of yeah, but I can't do it because of, oh, maybe, yeah, you know what? I'm not sure this is the right one for me. On that sales page, it has all of the answers to those yeah, but questions. I can't do it because I'm a full-time mom. Or I can't do it because, you know, people always have excuses. Whatever the excuses are, you should know what those are, and they should be included on your sales page. And number three, increase and or automate sales through retargeting. So over the course of time, you can optimize your sales page to increase conversions and use retargeting ads to get in front of those potential buyers who visited your offer but didn't buy. So people will actually go to the sales page and for whatever reason, it could be maybe someone rang the doorbell and it never got a chance to put in their credit card details or the dog started barking and at someone crossing in the road or, you know, a baby was crying in the background and they needed to go and see off their baby. Whatever the problem was, what you can do then, people who visit a page, is that you can set up what you call retargeting ads and you can tell them, oh, by the way, you didn't finish your order process. Um, here's it again. Remember, you've left this in your in your shopping cart. Oh, you know, off you go to buy it again. And that's a really good reason to have a sales page. Other than that, you will never be able to retarget these people because you don't have a sales page. Okay. So, now that we've gone through the anatomy of a landing page and have a fair idea of what, what you should include, now you're going to be wondering, what about the anatomy of a sales page? The truth is that sales pages can be very diverse. However, there are a number of key elements that you will always find on a sales page. One thing to note is that you, if you are selling a solution in a competitive niche other than other similar solutions in the market, 
then you also need to include a section outlining why you are different from the competition. So here's a list of the elements that you'll find on most sales pages. You'll have a headline, subheadline, a value proposition, social proof, pain points, main goal, a call to action button, or several call to action buttons, by the way, testimonials or case studies, privacy policy, a single offer, images of the product or service, pricing about the course creator, a breakdown of the value of the features, bonuses, payment options, frequently asked questions, a guarantee, contact information, credit card, and credit card logos. Woo, that's a lot. So let's spend a few moments looking at one of the, a very popular sales page. Again, head over to the show notes, successunscramble.com forward slash EP243 to get access to the show notes. And on it, you'll see a screenshot including the headlines, subheadline, value proposition, social proof, the pain points. Um, and after seeing all of these elements, no pun, no point, in, no pun intended, that it, you usually found on a sales page, you'll also never be able to unsee them. From now on, you'll be able to almost dissect any sales page that you come across in the future. Trust me. Well, if you're really, if you're really looking for it. I have also an image, a screenshot of what's included, the bonuses, um, what makes them different from the competition, about the actual auto creators, um, plus the call to action, the, the call to action button, the price, and the value. So as you will see when you get there, when it comes to designing a sales page, you can, you know, you can be as creative as you want it to be in an effort to stand out from the crowd. Of course, creating a sales page look like the one that is in the show notes can, doesn't come cheap. In fact, sales pages can be expensive to create. Hiring a copywriter to craft a high converting sales page in terms of the actual copy. Design is there as well because there's a price for the design and a price for the, the copy. But the price can set you back between $1,500 to $10,000. And that's just on the low end. There are sales pages that cost $50,000 to write. I know that might sound... That might just throw you off course, but it doesn't have to be that expensive. Okay, so what are the key differences between sales page versus a landing page? Now that you know what are the essential elements of a sales page and a land versus a landing page, let's look at a side-by-side -side comparison between the two web page types. Okay, number one, headline. Yep, both of them have a headline. Subheadline, yep. Value proposition, yep. Value proposition is just basically telling them why they should <laughs> why they should sign up. Uh, social proof, yep. Um, for the landing page, you don't necessarily need to have it, um, but sales page definitely it, it should be included as much as you possibly can. Testimonial, sometimes on the landing page, not always, but uh, sales page definitely um, about the creator or author. Sometimes on a landing page, it's got to happen because obviously you want to know, okay, who is this, like who is the person behind it, the, the, the actual offer. Um, sales page, definitely. Uh, what's included? No, because landing page, well, if it is a webinar registration page, you want to know, okay, what's going to be covered on the actual webinar? So yes-ish, but generally speaking, not necessarily. Uh, yes, for the, for the sales page. Bonuses, nope. Uh, well, sometimes on, this, on the webinar like, um, registration page, you might say, 
if you sign, if you if you um, attend the webinar, there'll be uh, a freebie at the end, like a checklist or a workbook or something like that. You could include it. It's as a as a as an incentive, but it's not it's not needed. If that makes sense. Frequently asked questions, nope. But yes for sales page so bonuses, yes. Sales page frequently asked questions, yes. Sales page call to action, definitely. Otherwise, what's the point in having a page without a call to action? <laughs> Buy now button, add to cart, no. On a landing page, yes. On a sales page, guarantee, no. On a landing page, yes. On a sales page, value of items, no. On a landing page, yes. On a sales page, pricing, no. On a landing page, yes. On a sales page, uh, pain points, not necessarily on a um, on a landing page unless you want to like, um, yeah, like if if it is you want, for example, to highlight who is this particular offer for if it is like well, the pain point should be included in the he headline the headline or subheadline but not as, as a separate item for the landing page but definitely for the sales page otherwise people may not know you know if this is for them if you don't highlight their pain points images of the product no for a landing page yes for sales page privacy policy preferably yes for both especially if you're running ads onto that landing page or sales page, um, whether it be Google, Facebook, whoever it is using for the ads, they need to see that it is a proper um, business that they can trust or that people can trust that, that they're sending their people to. The main goal, yes, preferably on both pages. Expensive to craft, no for a landing page. It's really simple, yes, <laughs> for a sales page. Um, it will either cost you time or money if it is you're uh, not good at copy. Navigation menu, definitely not. This is one of the things I've, I, especially because I've done um, landing pages for clients. Okay, I am not a designer or copywriter, but clients ask me to order their pages or I help them build a funnel. So many times the big day, they will be running traffic to a landing page or, um, you know, maybe they have a campaign on social media and they keep complaining, well, nobody's buying. And you look at the landing page and they've got a navigation menu to the homepage, to the blog. And, you no, know, you're not supposed to have any of those on a landing page. The only navigation menu you can allow to have is if it if it navigates to different points on the same page, not to a, a, an external page or page somewhere else. Okay. And then credit card logos, yes for a um, sales page, no for a landing page. Okay, so as you can tell, there are a lot of elements on a sales page when compared to a landing page. This is because the commitment level on a sales page is much higher. On a landing page, a potential client is asked to surrender their name and email address, sometimes their phone number as well. While a sales page requires a potential student, customer, client to put in their credit card details, their name, their address, to part with some money, going to their bank account and see if they have the money, which they probably already know how much money they have in their bank account. The risk is therefore higher on a sales page. So which one should you choose? At this point, you should have a very good understanding of when to use a landing page versus when to use a sales page. If you need a, a refresher on which one, is you feel, you know, feel free to bookmark the actual um, show notes. As a resource, you can come back and look and see which one to use when. But in a nutshell, if you want to generate leads for a free resource, a checklist, workbook, PDF, or webinar to offer a free event, then you'll need a landing page, which is a better option for you. However, if you want a web page for visitors to make a purchase, 
apply to join a high ticket program, then you need a sales page um, for that. Remember that both landing pages and sales pages are normally part of a marketing campaign or funnel because you'll have other parts where you just won't have a page on its own. You'll have you know something else in the background, the delivery of the product, maybe ads in front of that, maybe, you know, all sort of things that are happening. If you've never heard of a funnel before, by the way, you can take a look at the resource. I've left a link in the show notes about what's a, it's a, a series of five or six different um, posts and podcast episodes where I go through what is a funnel, the different kinds of funnel, when to use it, you know, all the different elements that were included in the funnel. I went through a whole lot because I build funnels for clients all the time. It's the most exciting thing I do. I absolutely enjoy it. <laughs> but I know if you don't enjoy it, that's okay. But I love I love funnels. Anyway, marketing your products and services can be as simple as, or as complex as you want it to be. One of my coaches always says that the fastest way to get sales is by having more conversations. So at the start, you may not need a funnel. You may not need all the marketing and the promotion and everything. However, the fastest way to automate your sales process after it has been proven is by creating a funnel with landing pages and sales pages and, you know, all the checkout cards and all the different fun webinars and all that fun stuff. It takes time, energy, patience to create high converting pages, but the rewards are worth it. I have one of my clients generate $50,000 in a single month by tweaking and optimizing her funnels. So I'm talking from experience when I say it takes time and that I absolutely enjoy it. I can help you increase the profitability of your pages and your funnels. You can book some time in my calendar. I've left a link in the show notes. So over to you. What has been your experience with creating sales pages or landing pages? Let me know in the show notes. This episode of the Success Unscrambled podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be the first to learn how to exponentially grow your coaching business with more tips and tricks in tech, marketing, and systems. That way, you can become more profitable, allowing you to hire a supportive team. Remember to leave a five-star rating with valuable feedback so that we can continue to bring you content that gives you results. See you on the next episode. Thank you.